title of the message is, What's on Your Mind? <laughs> you know, uh, do, you, do you think about what you're thinking about? So many people just let their mind just run wild. And as you let your mind run wild, you're going to find, as we look at all the scriptures, and, you, and you've heard this before, but it's something I've got to repeat. Whatever you're thinking about, folks, let me say that again. Whatever you spend time thinking on, you are going to be doing that. I don't care what it is. That's how it all works. Philippians 4.8 tells us right off the get-go. Everybody knows this scripture. It says, it says, finally, my brethren, verse 8 in chapter 4, finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lowly, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. It doesn't tell you to think about problems. It doesn't tell you to think about situations. It doesn't tell you to think about gossip. It doesn't tell you to gossip. It doesn't tell you, if you think on it, that's the way you'll go. It tells you that if you think on these things, that's where life is going to be. It, I've seen it in my life over and over and over. And the battle that I've had over the past two years uh, is if I had not have had the word that I could rely on and stand on and understand the power that's behind the word. You know, Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. That's a pretty powerful scripture. As you think in your heart, so are you. So whatever way you're going with your heart, wherever you're spending time, whatever you entertain yourself with, whatever you spend time thinking about, talking about, being around, whatever it is, that is the direction you're going to be going with your life because that's your words are your life. In Proverbs 14, 15, it says, a simple, it says, a simple believers, a simple believes every word, a simpleton believes every word, but a prudent man considers all his steps. Now think about that. Somebody, somebody that is just doesn't pay attention to their thoughts, they just let their mind go crazy, they'll believe anything you say and they'll think about all that stuff. You've, you've met those people, but somebody that is prudent with their life and knows that there's, they've got to have direction every day of their life, those people spend time on what they want to be around and who they want to spend time with. And if you spend time with an idiot, guess who's going to be an idiot? The Bible says that whoever you run with is what you're going to become. Why? Because you're spending time in their thoughts and you're thinking about what they're thinking about. It doesn't make any difference. It just, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. But our thoughts affect every area of our life. Every area of our life. Your ups and your downs are all controlled by your thoughts. If you're out there now and you battle depression like I battle depression, you've got to fight it. It's amazing. I had such a great day today. I left work and I went home and I leaned back. I fell asleep for a few moments and I woke up and it was just like every thought was attacking me about life in general. And it was like I had to go, no, I am not going to lay here and think on this garbage that's going on in my head. I'm okay. Everything's going to be cool. I had to get up and fight that in the spirit realm. And I think, I think we've got to recognize that when we recognize 
that our mind's going any place except for the direction that God would want it to go. We've got to readjust that and bring it around. I, don't, I mean, it affects your attitude. It, it affects your personality. It affects your reactions. Instead of having proper actions, you have wrong reactions because you've thought wrong. You know, it's funny. On that, just real quick, I just happened to think about it. Isn't it amazing how you can be upset with somebody and you can think about all the things you're going to say, but then you're not, you're, I'm a Christian, I'm not going to say those kind of things, but you think about those things. But then when you get in that situation, you end up saying those things. Why? Because that's what you thought about. And that's what you ended up doing. It's no different than this building. I'm one that's got to see it, and then I think about it. Everything in this building, from here all the way back to the garage and everything that's happened around here, I have already thought about it and already seen it in my life. And the more I thought about it, the more I've seen it. Right down, folks, to everything that you're sitting on in the carpet and everything. Why? Because that's how God's designed us. He spoke everything to ex in existence. Well, he's turned everything around and give that us the same thing. Whatever you think and you speak, and then he says, I'll give you the desires of your heart. And we could go that route, but recognize that it shapes every bit of you. And that's why when you've got blind spots, you ask God to show you your blind spots so you can quit having blind spots by not thinking about the things that's causing you to have those blind spots. Are you following me a little bit today? 2 Corinthians 10.5 says to bring every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Every thought. It doesn't say every other thought. It doesn't say just whenever you feel bad. You're supposed to bring every thought that you've got captive and make sure that that thought is in line with what the Word says. Why? Because the Word is the only thing we've got that's true anymore. There's nothing else out there that's giving you the total truth. Nothing. There's no news you can watch. There's nobody you can talk to anymore. Bible even tells us not to even, not to even trust the person that you're next to. Why? Because we've, we're all, we've all got the sin nature. And we all mess up occasionally. This is the truth. So you take every thought captive and you make sure that it lines up with your word. Well, then, well, what if I don't know the word? Well, then you've got to learn the word. And you've got to get the word in you. And you've got to memorize the word. And you've got to know the word. So then if those thoughts, you have a thought, then you can. I had a, I had a man that sat right over here one time. And he, he divorced his wife because he said that God brought him a better girl by. Well, excuse me. I don't think you're going to find that in the word. What did he do? He took his thoughts, he took the enemy's thoughts, and he run with him long enough that he thought it was okay to leave his wife and go with this other girl because he thought God told him that. You talk about out of line and wrong thoughts, that doesn't line up with the word, and you always follow your thoughts. You'll never have an affair, young people, with somebody else unless you have a thought before it and multiple thoughts usually before it. So we got to watch our thoughts. In that, in that scripture, I want to go there real quick. Go to second. I'll go to Second Corinthians. Go to Second Corinthians. Used to be everybody here had their Bible. Second Corinthians ten five. It says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down stronghold, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity." We've got to get to that place where. Well, how do you do that? Well, number one, I got wrote down in Colossians three two. It says, "To set your mind on those things above." 
Set your mind on the things above, not on the things of this earth. Set your mind on the things above. Set your thing on the... You know, you don't have to have the scriptures totally memorized to know the basics of what this word says. So when you have a thought, does it line up morally? Does it line up the character of Christ? I, I love... I love the characters of Christ because when you know them, you've got enough to keep going. So what you do is you take every thought that's higher, and that's a higher thought, and you, you, you say, well, well, I'm going to talk about somebody. I'm going to get involved in gossip. You don't say that to yourself, but you get involved in it. Well, you start thinking about the things that are said, and then you need to tell somebody else. Well, why do you need to tell somebody else? Because you're thinking about it. Instead, you go, no, 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 no. I don't need to go there. I don't need to think on that. I need to let it go. You think on letting it go. You don't have a perfect scripture for that because you haven't got it in you yet, but there are scriptures that tells you to leave that alone. But you know inside. We're, we're built to know inside. So, so you think on the things above. You come to that place of recognizing it's got to go. What's, what's Romans 12, 2 tell us to do? Don't be conformed to the way the world lives. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, how can I renew my mind? Back to my thoughts. If I spend time in the right thoughts, I'm going to have the right thoughts. And the right thoughts is going to cause me to go the right direction. And my whole life is going to change because I'm going to quit doing the things that seems to be, it seems to be easier to go downstream than it is to go up. But if you're going to be a Christian, you're always paddling uphill. You're always going against the, the grain That's just, because you're sin nature. But the longer that you're in the Word and the longer your thoughts are going right, then the better it gets. John 1.1 tells us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. So what do I need to meditate on? What do I need to think on? This Scripture. I need to think on the characters that's in the Bible of what kind of person I need to be. I need to think about the, the, the fruit of the Spirit that's in my life. Patience, long-suffering, love, kindness, gentleness, self-control. All those are virtues I need to think on instead of thinking on the things that I, I shouldn't be thinking on. I've got to be at the place where I know that it's good. John 1, 4 says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. In what was him? The Word. He was the Word. He is the Word. He knows us so well that he put it down in print because he knew we would have to go over it and go over it and go over it and go over it so we would think about it and think about it. It's an amazing thing. The longer you're in the Word, every time you get ready to say anything that violates this Word, you'll get a check in your spirit. That's a check in your thought life. That's a time to change and reverse the direction of where it's going and not go the direction you're thinking. Don't even think on. I mean, I could get it back to, to, to me. When I'm driving down the road and I, I, I see the roads open and I know I got a car that'll run fast, something says go ahead. But then I know that to go ahead is dangerous because I'm breaking the law Plus, I'm going faster than I should. The list goes on and on. Now, am I perfect at that? No. That's why I bought an electric car, so I could go from zero to 60 real quick and then slow down. But I love to drive fast, but yet at the same time, 
I know the laws of physics. I know the scripture says there's a law for a reason to protect you and take care of you. Y'all follow me? Y'all looking at Nobody here does anything wrong. We all make mistakes. But that's why we're talking about this because you can have some of those thoughts. I got a son in prison because of thoughts. Because he ended up having an affair with a woman outside of his marriage and that cost him prison. All because he chose to go that route. Well, she's not taking care of my needs. And da, 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 da. I, can, I can just hear because we've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it. But what did it do to his life? He's now been in 13 years over thoughts. I'm trying to get this point across. We all have choices. But you do not know the consequences. You have a choice to stay in those thoughts, but I'm telling you as your pastor right now, if you're thinking wrong thoughts that doesn't line up with this word, you will, I can, t- I can prophesy to you, you will do what you're thinking. So if you're off track right now and you're hearing me right now, maybe, by, maybe you guys are all perfect and I'm all, all perfect. Maybe somebody on the internet's watching right now and, and they're thinking about something that they should not be doing down the road. Don't do it. Stop your thinking. Just stop your thinking. And even, if the, even if it's got to be a habit of thinking it, get out of the habit of thinking about it and think on good things and watch what God can do in your life because he's got great things for us. He is the life. The, the word says right here, I read it to you. The word says that he's our life. He, this is our source. This is the only thing that's going to keep us going. In the hard times, he keeps us going. In the good times, he keeps us going. He's the answer to this. He is the answer to, I was, I was telling Harold, Chris was telling me today that in Max Security, he got a guy saved about, oh, about three months ago in his work he's doing at, at the prison, and the guy got saved, and he's in Max, this other guy's at Max, and uh, he'd seen him in the hall, and he said, Chris, Chris, make an appointment, I want to talk with you, so Chris set up an appointment, and they got together, and the guy said, there's 30 on his unit, on Max Security, and 22 of the 30 now are getting together every night before they shut down and go to their cells and pray. That's the word. That's the word. That's amazing. That's the word. That's just what the word can do. It's the same in your life and my life. You know, I'm confessing too much here, but I, I battle depression a lot. And if I don't get on top of that now, right away, I mean, I, it, the minute I start feeling down, I've got to get on it because I, I can fall in, I can go, I could easily just go to bed and cover up my head and just stay there. But I can't do that. That's not what I'm designed to do. <laughs> you say, well, Pastor, you got problems? Yeah, you do too. We've all, I'm a, we're all people. And we're all fighting this thing together. But I'm telling you, I got the answer that I'm finding. Every day I'm finding more of the answer right here. And this is the answer. Why do I say that? Because the Word says it's life. 1 Peter 1.25 says the Word of the Lord endures forever. Did you hear me? It's, it's, not, a, it's not a thought that's, you know, many of our thoughts are just nonsense. But these are life, and it endures and lasts forever. 
if the Bible says he never leaves me and he never forsakes me, that's exactly what it means. So I can, I can repeat that. When I get down, I can say, no, the Lord's with me. He never leaves me. He never forsakes me. I'm not just saying that. That is an absolute fact. That's, that's where you've got to get your life. He'll meet every need I have. He's going to finish the work that he started. That's all a fact. Depression's not from him. Depression's from the enemy. Life is from him. Speak that over your life. Why? Because that is what changes it. It's a supernatural thing. The word is a super... We're, we, we're, we fight in the realm of the spirit. We don't fight in flesh and blood. We fight in the realm of spirit. And what better thing can you fight with than the sword of the spirit? Sharper than any two-edged sword will divide your thoughts and your intents, it says in Hebrews 4.12. It will take care of you. It will fix you. John 6.63 says, The word that I have spoken to you is spirit and life. Well, then I need to take that word and speak it back into my life on an ongoing basis and think on those things. See, if I, if I speak it, I've already thought it. A lot of people say, well, I didn't mean to say that. Well, I'm sorry. You thought it. Maybe you didn't mean to say it. Maybe you didn't want to say it. That's because you're not, you're not an heir. You're just an heir of thinking too much about that. Quit thinking about that. That's why when you forgive somebody, you don't forget the situation, but you, you tend to forget all the ins and the outs about it, whatever you're upset about. But if you think about it, then you'll remember every detail. That means you really haven't turned it over to God and give it to him. You always remember because you learn, you learn to take care of yourself. You learn when you walk in forgiveness. You learn that people are going to hurt you and you just got to forgive and let it go. But you don't want to carry anything. If you're carrying it, you're thinking on it. Every time. Every time. I, 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 I can't count the number of hurts that I've had to just get rid of. And I can count the ones that I've had really trouble, trouble getting rid of. You had to think the other way a lot. Had to think the other way a whole lot. Had to come to the place. See, we've got we've to recognize that the word can, can, can rule and dominate our thoughts. It can. It can dominate our thoughts in every situation. And you don't have to be super spiritual and talk in all that lingo. You just got to love people. Just love people where they are and just let it go. You've got to take, like I said in Colossians 3, 3 2, you've got, to, you've got to set your mind on higher thoughts. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says that we have the mind of Christ. Well, what is the mind there? The mind, will, and the emotions. I have, I have the emotions of Christ. I have to tell myself I have that. I have, I have the virtue of Christ. I have all the gifting of Christ. He says that he put all of the gifts of the Spirit in me. Those are things you repeat over yourself. Those are the things you think about. Those are the things you're going to see is going to change your life forever. When you run into a complication or a problem, you don't get upset anymore. You just, you just, you just let it go. <laughs> I had a situation Tuesday. I left here and ran to the bank and pulled into the drive up and turned off the engine and did our work and didn't take real long. I obviously have a weak battery. I had left my headlights on because it was raining. And I reached up, click, click, click. Now, there's a time in my life where that would have just, it's one of those times, you know, you, you, you kick the fender and what good is that going to do? But you do. But I went, oh, oh, well. So I just pushed the button and I said, I'm going to be here a while. My car's broke down. Okay, no problem. 
Well, then people come in behind you, and then they have to back up, and then they have to move over. So I remembered that John had just went to the bank, the other bank with church situations, and I, John, when you get done there, buddy, would you come and pick me up? And so we, he pulled up and raised his hood, and my hood was up, and I said, do you have jumper cables? No, I don't have any. So we had to, all of that, I'm only telling you that because that's the kind of stuff that used to, nobody else gets bothered by that stuff in, when you was in the flesh in your life. Oh, yeah, you're just like, oh, everybody's looking at me, and I'm in the way, and I got my hood up, and, and this stupid truck, and oh, what, what good does it do? We just laughed about it, and I had my dog, had Teddy, so now I had to haul Teddy out of my truck, and had to put Teddy in his car, and then we had to go to my house and get jumper cables, all the while there sits my truck with the hood up. And now, we made it fun. Why? Because we kept our thoughts right. Just as easy could have went the other way. But you don't let it. That's what the enemy wants. He wants to bring confusion. He wants to bring stuff to bother you. He wants to bring stuff to beat you down. He wants to bring stuff to say, well, see, God ain't really taking care of you. Your, your truck's got too many miles on it. It's too old. The battery's shot. And you probably don't have the money to put the battery in it. And Instead, we just went, oh, well. John asked me today, did you get a battery in yet? I said, no, I just don't turn the headlights on. <laughs> not yet it'll, it'll probably get me again but you just go on you, you don't pay any attention to that thought listen thought is a seed did you hear me how much seed are you planting of the wrong thoughts We, we get transformed, Romans 12, 2. We allow the transformation to start taking place. And then we plant those seeds in our life. We plant those good thoughts. God's going to take care of me. Oh, this is a tough situation, but God's got it. I've got cancer, but whatever. God's got that. He's got to take care of it one way or the other. I, I give it to him. We just go with that. We just go with that. And then in that, you, you reap what you sow. That's what the Bible says. The Bible tells us that we reap what we sow, good or bad, folks. So if I'm, if I'm constantly worried about life, if I'm constantly anxious about things, if I'm constantly concerned about things, then I'm constantly going to have those problems. They're not going to leave me because I'm constantly thinking about the problems instead of thinking about the answer and knowing that God's got this. James 1.21 says, Receive the word which is able to save our souls. Well, why did I put that in here? Because the words what we're, what we're talking about, the words what we're thinking about, the words what we need to think about. Look, therefore, lay aside all the filthiness and overflow wickedness and receive the meekness and the implanted word which is able to save our souls. See, I, we're going to get into that before I get done here. I got born again by just confessing and believing. But my soulish life, which is my mind, my will, and my emotion, has got constant adjustment that has to go on. And, and to have that mind, will, and emotion saved, I've got to put the right thoughts in. I've got to put the word in so that that will be refreshed to the place of, instead of worry, instead of fear, I have faith. Yeah. 
Instead of walking in fear about life, I have faith he's going to take care of me. And the, the days that are coming are going to get worse and worse and worse we're living in. You can't live in that fear. You can't live. Well, I, I can't make it. I can't make it. Gas prices are so high. Well, then just don't drive quite as much. And trust God that he's going to give you the money to get where you got to get. And don't walk in fear because fear just builds the mess. Don't think on those things. Don't think on those things. Don't spend your time thinking on those things. It'll never get you. But it's designed to, to, it's designed to, to destroy the strongholds, which we read earlier. It, you pull down the strongholds. It's designed to sh show us the way, Hebrews 4.12, which we brought up. The word is designed to, to separate my thoughts and my intents so that it takes it the right direction. So it, it fixes my life. You say, well, does it always fix? Not always, but most of the time. But I want to go to Romans, if you will. Go to Romans chapter 10. Everybody knows that scripture. Chapter 10. I want to read 8, 9, and 10 with what we've been talking about tonight. Listen to me. But what does it say? The word is near your mouth and your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, it says. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now listen. For with the heart, for with the heart, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness. In other words, I, I believe that Jesus died for me and rose. And because I believe that, my faith has allowed me to receive and understand that he's made me righteous. And I'm in standing with God. But look what it says our mouth does. And with, and with the mouth, confession is made unto our salvation. What you think is what you'll say. And if you think the right things, every part of your life is going to change. Salvation is not just getting saved and I'm going to heaven. Salvation is deliverance. Salvation is every day of your life coping with and dealing with. And, and I, I mean, when you think about what you think about sometimes, you just shake your head like, what in the world am I thinking about that for? You've got to allow. That's why, that's why it's so vitally important to what you watch on TV, what you watch, what news you watch, what anything you watch I don't care if you watch the weather channel they make a they make a, a drizzle seem like a thunderstorm and you go to CNN chicken noodle news and they tell you no truth and you talk to Fox and they're so one-sided they don't tell you the whole truth so you think on these things and you think now what do I need to do here? Well, let me tell you what you need to do. You discern every thought that's what it's, that's what we've been talking about you take every thought captive and you go, wait a minute. They said, they said, they said. You can tell when they said and they said. And their opinion don't mean anything, folks. Their opinion means nothing. And I've told the story more than once. Uh, Ken Gobb called me one time. That's the one that's coming. He was over in Israel. And he said, turn on CNN News. And I said, okay. Same news was going on at the same time. And he said, he said, See all them cars where all that fighting and everything's going on? I said, yeah. He said, they got California license plates. He was there. And then one time we was over there, I was over there with him, and we, we pulled the bus over. Some of you may have been with us. And he stopped and said, see that car right there? He said, CNN News dumps diesel fuel on that and lights it up right before they 
through the news forecast. So you got to discern. You, you say, well, why do you do that? Well, that's, they're making money. That's what they do. But see, we are Christians, and end times are going to get worse, and things are going to get worse, and I don't want to be deceived. It says it'll even deceive the elect. I don't want to be deceived, so I, I've got to practice not thinking on things that are bad and only think on things that, because I can't fix any of the bad. I can't change the president. I can't change the, the governor of Illinois. I can't change any of that with my one little vote. I'm going to vote and do my part, but I don't have, my, my power is in believing that God's going to take care of me. My power is in believing that he's going to give me the peace to walk through everything. My power is to speak the right things. About, my power is to pray for these people that are doing wrong in the government, doing wrong in every, everywhere. My power is to, to, you know, if we would turn on CNN, Fox, oh, I'm not cutting down just CNN. If we would turn them on and just start praying in the spirit and praying for them as they speak, we probably could change everything. You say, well, what? Well, because you're thinking the right thing, folks. Well, that's my point tonight. We've got to start recognizing we've got to quit thinking about our problems. We've got to, we've got to take our problems and put them in prayer. And when you put them in prayer, you're thinking that God is going to. It's like this, this Jill, Jill, Jill White. Kim, Kim White, she's got cancer. They know it, they see it. Our place is to start every time we think about her. Father, we thank you that she's healed. Father, we thank you that you've taken care of this. Father, we thank you. And, and that's how we battle. That's where our thoughts are. Instead of taking that and turning that into gossip and saying, did you hear about this girl that she's got cancer and she's never going to make it? She's got it here, she's got it there. See the difference? But that's how it's got to be in everything we do in our life. I don't care what it is. Ask God to make your car go farther on the gas tank now. Ask God to, to show you the cheapest place to buy. Instead of complaining about the gas prices, I can fix that even better. Instead of complaining about the gas prices, get an electric car. And it all balances out anyway, so I don't want to get into that because they've got to make the electricity. I understand that. But follow what I'm saying. Your everyday life. You get a headache. Oh, get a headache. Oh, oh, I get these headaches all the time. No, 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 no. Lord, thank you that you're the healer. And whatever I did to cause this headache, show me, give me wisdom. And then let me step out of that. Let me just trust in you till this is gone. And Lord, thank you for that. Somebody talks about you and you happen to be standing behind them when they're talking. Lord, I choose to forgive them. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to let this affect my day. I'm, you get up and you stump your toe. You, you don't. I've done it. Every, why do they put bedposts on the very corners? Anybody? Everybody, you catch your toe. And you, oh, this stupid bed. That ain't the bed. You hit the post. It's been there forever. It's broke. No, God's going to heal it. I got to go to the doctor. No, God's going to heal it. God's going to take care of it. You're either here and ruining your life. Are you over here and God's fixing your life? He's got, listen, he has got tremendous plans for everybody in here. Tremendous. All way, scripture says, way beyond what you can even imagine. But you can't stay in the worry. You can't stay in the problem. You've got to get in the answer. It's kind of like you hire somebody to work for you and they keep bringing you problems. I didn't hire you to bring me problems. I hired you to solve the problem. Don't come with me with your problem. You got a problem, yes, I need to know, but tell me what you're going to do to fix it. 
Well, God's did that for us. You got problems. In this world will be. I mean, he even put it in black and white. In this world will be trials and tribulations in your life. But I have overcome. So think on the overcoming side of it. Let's all stand up. I've talked, I've talked to myself tonight. Father, we thank you. You've got the answer to every situation, every circumstance in our life. And you've put it between the, you've put it between the pages of your Bible. And we thank you, Father, that when we come to that place of not knowing how to think, we're just going to not think on the bad. We're just going to think on the lovely. We're going to think on the great. We're going to think on the good. We're going to know that you've got us and you're going to take care of us. We don't see the answer, but we know you've got the answer. And our place is to stand in faith and trust that you're going to take care of every situation and every circumstance in our life. And we thank you for it, Father. We give you all the praise tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed, you are dismissed.